the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What about lifeboats? In the woke world of 2022, we're supposed to believe that women and men are exactly the same. You might have noticed that. That's why you can't say pregnant woman. You have to say pregnant person. And you can't say menstruating women. You have to say menstruating people. And that's why the Ivy League and University of Pennsylvania will tell you without hesitation uh, that they're perfectly okay with a man who says he's a woman swimming on the men on the Penn uh, women's swim team. Now, I really never had anybody clear up how we do lifeboats these days. I'm never going to have to worry about it because there's not a chance on this earth of me ever wanting to go on a cruise. But if you are on a ship and it's sinking, is it women and children to the lifeboats first or is it children first and every other person a uh, birthing person or not for his or herself. And if a birthing person slaps an impregnating person in the face, is the impregnating person allowed to slap the birthing person back? These are big questions need to be answered. I think everybody actually knows the answer to those questions, and nobody believes that in those situations men and women are actually equal. But what about in the political arena? Um, what about all the women on college campuses, you know, the ones who say they, they need safe spaces when someone they disagree with has the nerve to show up to give a speech there? Would this be happening at an all-male college if such a place still existed? Or are women in the political arena taking advantage of, actually to the, to the point of abusing, uh, what are still perceived to be the, the differences between men and women? Have feelings become way too important because of women taking a bigger role outside the home in the last 50 or 60 years? In our second half hour tonight, we're going to talk to a guy who broke it down perfectly. He talks about women's tears in the marketplace. And when we come back after this break, we're going to talk to the trucker who was in charge of getting all that fuel for all those trucks in Ottawa. You know, the fuel at the Cana- that the Canadian government has been trying to confiscate He's got an interesting story. Stick around. If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour, November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. With prices set to increase on all exterior products, lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show going on now and the Pittsburgh Remodeling Expo at Heinz Field beginning February 11th. Windows are us. You've tried to rest, now try the best. 
If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. Or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. By now you've all heard me talk about my pillow, and now Mike has just announced that our listeners will receive one of his books, What Are the Odds, from Crack Addict to CEO, absolutely free with any purchase using your promo code. It's a great time to buy his warm and wonderful My Slippers. They're designed to wear indoor, outdoor, all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 50% off his My Slippers. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code STAG. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including some overstock products such as individual towels, blankets, comforters, and so much more. From crack addict to CEO, free with any purchase. Call 800-716-8087 and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I'm not sure you've seen much about the thousands of truckers who have been camped out in Ottawa for the last week and a half, if you've been watching any network other than Fox, but they are still there, and the last I checked, Fidel Trudeau hadn't shown his face yet, but... They passed an ordinance in Ottawa that makes it illegal for anyone to deliver food or any other supplies to the truckers, and that includes fuel, which the cops were confiscating over the weekend. That was a big story, at least on Fox and in some media outlets. Matthew DeVries owns a uh, trucking company in Ontario. He was the guy put in charge of getting that fuel to the truckers. He joins us now. Matthew, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for uh, inviting me. So (laughs) i got to ask you, that was a pretty big job. How did you get put in charge of getting uh, gassed all those truckers? Uh, I was it's Tuesday morning standing around in the yard where we were, and they were looking for help and asked if anybody had experience doing anything like this. And with my background, I had some experience in uh, logistics and putting stuff together. So uh, I took it on. More or less, I opened my mouth and I got the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you open your mouth and uh, you get what you want, and sometimes you don't. But um, so, what? Wh- how? Were, what experience did you have that, that made it uh, possible for you to get an idea how to do something like this? Uh, just a little bit of logistics dealing with my own business, and I have a. I was a, in the fire service for quite a few years, so dealing with ongoing. Um, scenes, right? You're moving all the time. Things are always yeah. moving. So it was a, it was a major chess game, moving fuel through the city. So we moved like sixty thousand liters by hand in uh, three days through the city. So sometimes the police would let us turn a blind eye and let us go by. Sometimes they didn't. So then we'd have to stop, move, and we had a, a fuel source, and we're putting fuel in the back of trucks outside of town, and then delivering them into town and then into um, cherry cans or, or gas tank, gas cans, and then with wagons delivering them through town to the guys that are up on Parliament Hill. Now, uh, how, many, uh, how much gas are we talking about? 60,000 liters. I think, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that's about 20,000 gallons. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. All by hand. Wow. And, and um, how, many, how many people involved in this project? Uh, so the actual workers. There was not actual workers, just doing the logistics of getting it together. Yeah, it, would be, uh, it was me, and I had uh, uh, two other people helping me organizing the drivers, what we called with the the farmers and 
other construction people that came with the slip tanks, organizing them where they were, where they were going. Because we had like two or three spots going at the same time throughout the city, trying to get fuel into the into the city for the guys. Well, where did you go to get the fuel? Did you go to? You didn't go to a gas station, did you? And just get give me ten thousand, give me twenty thousand liters, or sixty thousand no, liters. We had, we had a lot of a uh, lot of people come, uh, construction companies, farmers, um, landscape guys come with fuel, like from all over Ontario, like Sarnia, uh, down in Niagara, Quebec, everywhere. They would come come in, and then we also bought. Uh, we had a trailer come in with uh, thirty five hundred liters of fuel a couple times. We would fill out of that into the into the line of pickups that we had ready to go to bring. Uh, fuel and farmers would come every day. Okay, what do you want? What do you need? Let's go. It's so interesting. It it's interesting because everybody's talking about the truckers, and you're one of them. You own a trucking company, but just from what you just said, uh, it's about a lot more than truckers. Uh, you mentioned farmers, landscapers. Uh, it's just Canadians, Canadian citizens that are involved in this, and yep. it goes way beyond just truck drivers, doesn't it? It does. It does. It, there was. Everybody up there from, uh, I had, uh, my, my brother-in-law was up there helping me. He's in concrete. Uh, I had a environmental engineer guy. Uh, he was out there helping, helping us as, as well. Like everybody just wanted to help. It's an amazing story. Um, you told me earlier that you also had a, had some gas brought in by a team of horses. Yeah. So they were, the the city of Ottawa, we had a side by side with a with a fuel cell in the back, and they would not let us do that. And then I said to my, was talking, I was talking out loud. I said, I, I need a team of horses or something. Just move it that way. And then a uh, were you a kidding? Called me from, were, you, were you kidding when no, you said I, that? No, I wasn't. Uh. And then all of a sudden, this guy from Quebec showed up, and he said he had horses. And we looked <laughs> into the bylaw, and there was no bylaw that. Uh, that could stop him from doing it. And he was actually licensed and insured because he did all the carriages in Ottawa and he wanted to help. So there was a little bit of a language barrier, but we figured it out. And then he's up there today, but we're not using it. We came up with a different way to move the fuel around town today. So Yeah, they well, aren't they kind of making ordinance, passing ordinances on the fly here when they just decide to decree a law rather than have it actually passed constitutionally? Yeah, they are. So right right now you're getting you're getting fined or hauled to jail if you honk your horn. So there was a uh uh a video that was sent to me of a an elderly fella in his van honked the horn and two officers uh took him out of his car, he was trying to find his license and they were pretty rough with him and arrested him and took him to jail. For honking his it's horn. It's getting pretty crazy. Now um, we saw pictures over the weekend, speaking of uh, ordinances and bylaws, uh, we saw pictures over the weekend of the police in Ottawa confiscating containers of fuel. Um, are they still doing that? And what happened to the fuel that they were taking from people? So the, the fuel that were that they tried to confiscate from us, most of it was for our uh, from our heating source, for the furnaces to heat the tents and whatnot. Some of it did come back. Uh, people, some people, they are confiscating it. So, but what we did now was just give. We had like four or five hundred Jerry our fuel cans up there. Gave everybody a fuel can, and gave everybody some gift cards and said, "Go find a driver and take them to the thing." And they can't stop the driver from fueling their own truck. So, um, is what is much of what the the cops were trying to do was to prevent the truckers from getting heat more so than getting something to keep their trucks engines running. Yeah, more or less. And there's families up on there. Like there's lots of families that drive trucks across North America and they have their kids with them and they homeschool. Like they have houses. That's what they do for a living. And they, they take their kids with them. There's, I know a couple of families up there. Right. And that's, it's, it's all peaceful. Like what they're portraying on the news about what's going on up in Ottawa is, is totally, Totally wrong. We had uh, um, yesterday. It was Sunday. They had a praise and worship day all day. There is we had bouncy castles for kids. Uh, 
have saunas up there for people to go in to warm up. Everybody's happy. Every like it is the most peaceful, loving thing you've seen in two years, and everybody's just happy. So what the news is portraying is just totally, totally wrong. There's every race and creed up there. Yeah, you told me you had a pretty emotional response when uh, when uh, Fidel Trudeau referred to you people as um, racists, misogynists, terrorists. Yeah, as a as a Canadian, I you know I was up there. Uh, me and my wife got up there on the Friday and spent all weekend up on the hill. And you see every race and creed, and you know every religion is up there, and everybody's there, and everybody's getting along. And then I'm called that, and then it it's it's hurtful because just as it went by, you know this is not about vaccines. I'm vaccinated, and somebody I see somebody goes by with a sign that says. Uh, get vaccinated, save lives, you racists. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Now you've made, he's literally made two different races, vaccinated and unvaccinated. There's no more other race. That's what it is in Canada right now. That's what he's trying to do. And when you say he, you're talking about uh, Justin Trudeau, who I call Fidel, because (laughs) there have been an amazing number of pictures online the last few days of uh, him next to pictures of Fidel Castro when he was younger. And, you know, there are rumors that he's Fidel's son. And, boy, does he look like him. But that's who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, so uh, we all figured that we knew that he was going to skip town. So the joke was that he was going to Cuba to visit his uncles and his cousins. <laughs> but we heard then we heard he was up in northern Quebec somewhere. Oh, so. is that where he is? I you figured he'd yeah, be at least weird. smart enough to get on a private jet and go to Florida, go to the beach for a week instead of hiding up there. But he is still in hiding because I, the last I checked, he hadn't been seen. Is, is he still hiding, you know? Yeah, as far as I know, he's still hiding because last time he went on a private jet, he got in trouble for that one too. So <laughs> We're talking to Matthew DeFries. He's a... Um, he's a truck... Uh, com- he owns a truck company, and he was in charge of getting all that fuel to the truckers up there in Ottawa... That some of which has been confiscated. So again, Matthew, what what report are you getting as far as what's happening with the fuel? Are the cops still chasing him around, trying to trying to take it from him, or have they given up on that? As of right now, they're not really uh, they're not really doing anything. They're they're trying to to stop it, but legally they can't. So there's there a lot of the stuff they're trying to do and enforce is is illegal. So it's. It's against a lot of it's against the human charter of rights, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know how this is all going to play out, but they are moving fuel to to the guys up on the hill now because there's like three or four different spots, but the biggest spot is uh, Wellington Street, which runs right from Sus- Sussex to I think it's Barks or Bath up in there, and that's where uh, that runs all the way across. So that's right full of trucks. Somebody told me that uh, the truck drivers are actually removing their wheels from the truck. Yeah, some guys have put put them on blocks and taken them off. They've lost their jobs. They've lost everything because of the mandates that they've implemented in our country. And, like, I can't go for dinner uh, if I don't have a passport, like a vaccinated passport. So, I mean, it should should be a choice. I had to get it to keep my business going, which I didn't agree with. And, like, if you're in a truck for two years and you can't go for dinner because everything's closed because it's totally different up here than it is down in the States, you know, it's it, it's tough. It's hard. Yeah. What what else has the, have the mandates done to you and people you know, uh, truckers around the country? You... A, lot of guys, a lot of guys have lost their jobs because mm-hmm. they choose not to get it, so they can't cross the border into the U.S., so they can't find, they're trying to find local work and they can't find that either. So it's just, yeah, a lot of people are losing their jobs. I have friends that are firefighters and police and all that, and they're going to lose their jobs too because they don't want to get it. But the government here is mandating that you have to have it. You have to have to get it. So it's it's not really about the vaccines. It should be your choice to get it or not. You told me an interesting story about what happened uh, with St. Catharines uh, and their city workers. What happened there? So the city of St. Catharines, a bunch of their drivers, all snowplow drivers, 
all got laid off because they weren't vaccinated and then they needed we had a major snowstorm up here and then they needed it they cleaned and they called the company in to clean it and that company none of their guys are vaccinated or anything so it's just a mess up here well did they when they called these guys did they say no nah, that's okay we're not coming and they get stuck with snow snow covered roads well that was it, it was a couple of days afterwards and we needed a they needed the roads cleaned, so they were the city was stuck. They had to do it. So, <laughs> oh boy, how long it, were you? How it, long? It, go ahead. It's it, like I said, it's just a mess up here, and yeah, it's making divisions in schools and churches and families, and it it's wrong. So again, tell me, uh, you know, you mentioned what the the, the difference in the coverage uh, that the media have been giving what's going on up there. Um, how distorted is it? Uh, is it uh, do does is it possible for anybody who was not in Ottawa and is living in whether it's in uh, the Niagara region up there or whether it's somewhere out west is it possible for anybody to really know what's going on in Ottawa if they haven't been there? Yeah, if if you're if you watch mainstream media, yeah, you're not going to see what's what's going on. If you go on. Um, you know, watch some of the the private outlets like there's True North, there's Rebel up here going on YouTube, following some of these people like my wife. And that we started documenting it and making a story every night about what's going on. My wife's getting has got cards from uh, like Texas and because uh, just through her live stream stuff that she's been doing for the drivers, like. All over Canada, we're getting stuff and donations, and the donations that we're getting and we're bringing up there, like we got, we filled every food bank full in Ottawa and the surrounding area, I think an hour outside with donated food that's been given to us and to everything just to, just to see it. There's families walking around and the, and what the news makes us out to be is totally, totally wrong. You're a bunch of terrorists. Um, what was the reaction to yeah, the news? Paris with bouncy castles. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what was the reaction to the news that uh, GoFundMe was going to withhold all those donations? Everybody was pretty pretty upset at first. Like, how does how does how does, how can they do that, right? And then they said, okay, well, you get your money back. So then everybody says, okay, well, we can take it back through your bank, and then they have to pay. But then they were trying to find a loophole for that, so. But now they started another fund yesterday afternoon uh, through something else. Um, forget what it was called right now. But they had, I think, within four or five hours, they had six million dollars in there. So it's it's a lot of these guys have, are going to. They're not leaving. So it's like, pretty. They're it's, there to stay. That's pretty good for a fringe group to get that kind of money. Um, so. Yeah. What would the trucker say to Trudeau if he had the decency and the guts to come out and talk to him? Lift the mandates and we'll go home. Simple. We want to be free people. Mm-hmm. That's it. Lift the mandates and we'll go home. Um, do you think the or- choice? Do you think the order to uh, uh, tell GoFundMe not to uh, give the funds to the people who uh, were waiting for it? Do you think that came from Trudeau? Oh, definitely, definitely came from Trudeau. They're 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 playing games up there. Like um, one of the guys called me today. He says. Uh, and he's a friend of mine. He's up there. He says, we found a, uh, a roll off bin off a truck. I says, okay. He goes, it wasn't here two days ago. Mm-hmm. He says, okay. He says, it's full of rocks. Cause it's behind the barricade. Where did it come from? I'm like, I have no idea. So they're all standing around there because we know Antifa is, is out there. We have caught Antifa in our camp. They try to start something where they, where he's parked and the, Truck drivers got out and they surrounded them and called the cops and like held them there to get arrested. So we do know that they're out there and are trying to cause problems. And we, yeah, we all figure it's all coming from, um, from from the the liberal government, right? Like there yeah. was a big controversy about. They said that there was a um, a flag, uh, the Confederate flag was being yeah. flown around. I I didn't see it, and the guy that when they took the picture on the news was when it sh- showed the picture on the news. The guy you couldn't see his face, and everybody was yelling at him. It was all it was, it was all a plant. Right? It was a plant. Like, yeah, yeah, everything was planned. Like same thing. They they got caught dancing on the 
Grave of the Unknown yeah. Soldier. This is all plants. I mean, the guys on Monday got last weekend. The first weekend we were there, you couldn't walk because there was so much snow. They didn't have anything clean. So the guys on Monday asked for shovels. They cleaned the whole, the whole thing. Wherever everybody is, they're cleaning up. There's garbage, bags of garbage. We come to pick it up every day. The cops are saying this has not been this. I've been a cop 30 years. A guy told me because I've never seen this clean. Never. I got to finish up here. It's been peaceful. I got real quick in about so, 30 seconds. I have left here, Matthew. Matthew DeFries, um, truck uh, uh, company owner. Um, do you see this having a happy ending? I hope. I hope and I pray it does. And if there is violence, it won't be from us. Hey Matthew, I really, I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, any news you got, you have my phone number. You feel free to call me. We'll put you back on the air because you you are involved in the biggest story in the world right now, and you had a big played a big role in it. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, that's Matthew DeFries. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Key advisor to President Biden is accused of being a bully, but the administration plans to keep him on the job. Top scientist Dr. Eric Lander is the director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy and science advisor to President Biden. A complaint about him prompted a White House review. It found evidence that he bullied staffers and treated them disrespectfully. Dr. Lander has apologized to his colleagues for treating them poorly or speaking to them disrespectfully. The administration says he'll get counseling and will be required to make changes. The staffer who filed the original complaint was reassigned. The White House calls that appropriate. I'm Rita Foley. Biden administration task force issuing a set of new recommendations. It would make it easier for federal workers and contractors to form unions. This is SRN News. At Harry's, we know that Valentine's Day is about following your heart and sometimes making a change. So if your old razor isn't giving you the shave you deserve, this is the year to break things off and switch to Harry's. Our starter set has everything you need for a better shaving relationship. And if you go to harrys.com right now and use code SRNGOLD at checkout, you can get it for just $3. This Valentine's Day, treat yourself or any shavers in your life to the gift of looking sharp. Our starter set has everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, a weighted handle, a five-blade German razor cartridge, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover. And that's not all. Harry's also donates 1% of sales to nonprofits that provide mental health care services to men in need. So if you or your special someone need to get out of a bad shaving relationship, just head over to harrys.com right now and use code SRNGOLD at checkout to get our trial set for just $3 and start fresh. That's everything you need to start fresh for just $3 when you use promo code SRNGOLD at harrys.com. The courage to do and say the right thing and fight for what is right in America. That is the winning quality of the Salem Culture Warrior of the Year for 2021. We are happy to announce Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is that winner. Voted on by Salem viewers and listeners all over the country. But we can't win this culture war with just one. We need millions like him to fight the good fight and join us in this battle to save America. Stay with us to find out how you can save America. AM 1250, The Answer. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy & Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Let me ask you, what does your perfect wedding day look like? I'll bet you've imagined it over and over again. The crisp spring air, the fresh grass giving way beneath you as you walk towards your future, surrounded by the people you love the most. So what's in the way of you believing it's possible for you to have it? Are you believing the lie that you are meant to be alone? Or maybe you don't know what a Christian romance should look like or where to find it. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. And I invite you to join me in my free Married in 12 Months Challenge, where you will discover your heart's desire of a loving marriage. In this challenge, I'll teach you why now's your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools to become a bride. Don't wait any longer. 
Just sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com and you can start your journey to find that lasting loving relationship now. Join me at lovestories.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 28, still a jam up. On the inbound side, crash blocks the right lane near the Highland Park Bridge. You're backed up on the approach. And on the outbound side, that's a heavy delay. Between Chestnut Street and Butler Street, there's an accident on that side. Parkway East, meanwhile, ties up outbound between Boulevard of the Allies and the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. On the inbound side, your delays are downtown 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West outbound is heavy from Banksville to Carnegie. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Low clouds expected for tonight. We could see a late night flurry with a low of 18. Tomorrow, cloudy skies for the morning hours, then intervals of clouds and sunshine in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 30. Mostly cloudy skies for tomorrow night with a low of 26. As we head to the middle of the week on Wednesday, we'll see mostly cloudy skies with a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, there's no crying in baseball. Everybody knows that. But there uh, seems to be a lot of crying and whining in politics these days, especially whining. And lots of talk about people's feelings being hurt, mostly coming from women. And it hasn't been good for the country. Uh, And there's a lot of dishonest reporting out there being done by the media Richard Hatania is the uh, president of the Center for the Study of Partisanship and Ideology. He's broken down this whole thing perfectly at his Substack site. He joins us now. Richard, thanks for being here. Glad to be here, John. Thanks for having me. So the uh, the headline of your essay is um, Women's Tears Win in the Marketplace of Ideas. So uh, <laughs> how often do they win, and is this a good thing? Uh, they often, yeah, they very often win, and I think they're increasingly winning over time. Um, the uh, you know people talk about cancel culture, they talk about liberals, or they talk about millennials, they talk about it as an age issue, or they talk about it as sort of a uh, uh, generational or or you know political issue. But I think you know when you look at actually what's going on, what people are complaining about, often it's just one it's one sex arguing in a particular way, um, and th- th- that sex. Uh, interacting with the other sex, who, which has a different sort of uh, method, uh, norms of how it competes and how it argues. Um, and I think this, is, this combination is, is, is explains a lot of what we're seeing. So to put it in more concrete terms, um, in my article, I go and I uh, look at some cases of prominent cases of cancel culture. These, you know, the Yale Halloween costume video of 2015, for example, yep. uh, where, a, uh, where some students yell at a professor because his wife, you know, uh, said, you know, people should worry about uh, wearing, wearing racial and sensitive cost costumes. Um, it's basically just women yelling at yelling at the professor, and this is often the case. You'll often hear about you know millennials crying or this group crying or, or that, and it's almost always women. And you know there's a good reason for this. People, most people are unsympathetic to male tears. I mean, even if we are, uh, you know, even if we officially believe in equality, um, you see a men cry, cry or I see a men cry, and I think this is true no matter how liberal you are. I mean, there's just a different reaction uh, from uh, how you react when you see a woman. And cry. Uh, so I think that there's this tendency of a small minority of people within institutions to be overly emotional, you know, disproportionately overwhelmingly women, and people don't really know how to deal with that. It's a kind of aggression um, that's harder to deal with than sort of male aggression, which is just, you know, I'm going to yell at you or I'm going to get in your face or I'm going to punch you or something like that. And I think that's, you know, that, that's a lot of what we see when we talk about wokeness or cancel culture. So, um, yeah, uh, this is... Uh, I've been asking this question. I've been talking about the feminization of the American male for a long time. I've talked about it a lot on this show. Um, And so uh, before we get more into what you actually wrote in your piece, uh, something that I've been wondering as more and more we hear that women and men are exactly the same and the rules should be the same for everybody. You do a great job of breaking all that down here. We'll get into that. But um, I've asked this question, uh, not necessarily a question, if – if, if a woman goes up and slaps a man in the face, um, the if, if a man slaps me in the face, I'm slapping him back, or I'm pushing him, or I'm I'm doing something. Sure uh, are, I'm yeah. not standing there and taking it. 
So if the rules yeah. are the, if the rules are now that everybody's exactly the same, am I allowed to punch her in the face if she punches me in the face? Is that is that <laughs> have we established yeah. that yet? Well, I mean, it's strange because they will use equality, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, 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 say, talking people on the left, feminists, you know, they will use equality opportunistically. But then, of course, you know, when it comes to a situation that would, would not favor uh, women or would, you know, would not be good, uh, good for them or particular kind of women, um, of course not. Nobody, nobody buys that. So you're right. Nobody, no feminist says, you know, men should hit women as often as they hit other men. Uh, you, know, you know, even if, and then like, you know, they say equality. And then when it comes to hiring people as police, as firefighters in the military, they always drop the standards. I mean, this is basically required by uh, by civil rights law. Uh, so you're absolutely right. I think it's, it's not just like conservatives don't believe in, you know, gender sameness and liberals believe in, quote, unquote, equality. Um, it's more that, yeah, we, we buy into the rhetoric of equality while everyone accepts double standards between the sexes because it's natural. I mean, we all know no matter how crazy you are, no matter how much you buy into feminist or liberal ideology, you know that men and women are different. So, you know, there's a problem where we have to uh, we have to uh, say one thing, but at the same time, uh, we do another thing because, you know, what, what, the, what, if we were going to behave inconsistent with, you know, how we talked about equality and sameness between the sexes, I mean, there's no society, there's no society in history that would do that because it's just some absurd results. And, and um, why is the... Um over-representation of women in HR departments a problem. You wrote that in this piece. Uh, yeah, so I have a longer piece uh, that elaborates on this. It's called uh, Woke Institutions is Just Civil Rights Law. And HR departments basically uh, popped up um, to deal with civil rights law, to deal with the idea that you couldn't discriminate based on race and gender. Now, they expanded the idea of what discriminate means to mean, you know, anything that makes anyone uncomfortable or anything that, you know, favors one group or another over another. Like if you have an objective test to hire people, if one group does it be- does better on it than the other, that's, that's you know, discrimination now uh, under the law. Um, and so you, you basically this HR departments formed uh, to deal with to deal with the law, basically to manage personnel, uh, to tell them you know what's okay to say and what's not okay to say. And this field has attracted a disproportionate share of women, um, and women tend to have sort of a less you know they're less in favor of free speech than men as a general matter. Uh, so I think that this is you know this is sort of another aspect of the problem. You can an- analyze the problem of wokeness, cancel culture, uh, left wing tilted institutions from the level of law, or you can look at it from the level of sort of social dynamics between the sexes. So these are just two ways of looking at the problem. Yeah, I, I, I want to get back to a little bit of what you said in the beginning here. Um, uh, the, the over-representation of women in aggrieved groups uh, being hidden in the terms like college students, young people, and liberals. Uh, it was a great uh, observation on your part, I thought, that I never really, never really thought about it like that. But when they say young people are really upset about not enough safe oh, yeah. safe spaces on campus they're they're not really telling the truth because it's mostly young women isn't it Exactly. So you remember about a decade ago, conservatives would say, oh, Obama, you know, he says uh, he doesn't say uh, Muslim extremism. He says religious extremism uh, because he's saying it could be any religion. And conservatives would say, well, you know, most terrorism is in the United States. Religious terrorism is committed by uh, Islamic fundamentalists. Right. So there's a thing like, why is he trying to expand sort of the circle of what we're talking about when it's a more specific issue? I think it's the exact same thing here. Yes. I mean, young men are generally not crying in public. Go try to find a video online. I mean, there's all these videos of what's going on at universities. Try to find young men crying. I mean, it is it is very, very rare because young men, I mean, they don't, they'll mouth the platitudes of equality, but they're not going to cry in front of other men. They're not going to cry in front of women. Uh, you know, they haven't done that much to, to deform human nature yet. Uh, so, yes, I think understanding this is a gender problem. I mean, I think it's the first step in knowing what to do about it. Do the media play a role then in, in underplaying the feminine influence when it comes to this stuff? Like you mentioned, the the, the Halloween stupidity. Yeah, I think so. And it's but it's not just the media. I mean, it's the, it's the mainstream media. So I, I have some examples in my articles about where they basically obscure who is crying. You know, they go out of their way not to say which which sex is crying. Uh, but then people who are critics critical of wokeness and cancel culture. I mean, they're the ones who talk about liberals or they talk about, you know, young people. So I think everyone is to blame here. I just don't think we've been conceptualizing the problem correctly. And you, you talk about it in your piece that uh, much of the opposition to wokeness is distorted and ineffective because it avoids the gendered nature of the problem, which also makes fighting it difficult. So uh, does this mean that, that women and men refuse to acknowledge that women are treated differently? 
Yeah, I think so. I think we were, yeah, I think we refuse to acknowledge that. And, you know, we can, we can have an honest debate of like, you know, why that's necessary. I mean, men and women are different. I mean, we, you know, we, we can't even say that, right? So it's a very strange thing where you have to deny basic biology, you have to be, deny reality, and then you have to say we want to treat them equally, but then you really don't treat them equally, right? Uh, so this is, I mean, this is a problem. This is a hard thing to sort of, you know, it, it's sort of, a, this is a, this is the difference between male and female competition. I mean, male uh, competition, aggression is very direct. Well, this is can this, this entire sort of ideology can be seen as like you know sort of a feminized way of looking at the world in the sense that it doesn't directly tell you in clear terms what the rules are what you want it has you know, a few ideas but the, but then the actual rules are completely different from like what the written rules are like how the game is played versus you know officially the rule book um, and so yeah this this is the problem I mean I, I'm trying to just start to, you know I'm not, I'm not providing all, every answer of you know what to do here but I am saying like acknowledge what the nature of the problem is, you know, don't go see these sort of uh, rabbit holes you can go down, you know, here's the wrong way to go and the wrong way to think about it. And hopefully it'll inspire more thought on what to do about it. So it's kind of like if uh, if you were playing football and women decided they wanted to get involved in the game and uh, they started playing and they said, uh, you know, this fumble thing, you know, when I, when I drop the ball, why are you guys, you know, falling down? Why, why don't you give me a chance to pick it up? I, I, it slipped out of my hand. I should get a chance to pick it up again. That's kind of what is yeah. that a, a good analogy? Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, they, they want to kick a field goal and, you know, they have to go, you know, 10 yards closer or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's, it's exactly like that. And the whole time they would swear to you that they're playing the same game as, as everyone else, right? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a very, and I think the other team would be like, you know, what is this? I think they would just be baffled by what to do. And I think a lot of people are baffled. Now that, and that puts men in a, in a, uh, a difficult situation here, doesn't it? When it comes to uh, debate and, and controversy, um, because they a man will react differently to a man uh but in a in a debate just a, in a one-on-one debate if he's a little bit too aggressive with a female then he's disparaged by females everywhere for being too mean yeah well and men too i think men were men don't like to see men being you know too too mean to women either so i think men a lot of men will jump in and and try to defend that woman yeah I, you know i think people should uh go to the piece and um Sort of watch watch the videos uh, there. I mean, if a, if a man is in your face yelling at you, you have to eventually. You know, you shake hands and you end it. You know, you, you either diffuse the situation or you escalate the situation. There's sort of a um, you know a, a common sense sort of accepted uh, norm of how how the game is played. But you know, in these cancel culture videos, you'll see women will just keep screaming and yelling and crying, and the man can't you know yell back. He can't walk away. He can't, you know, hit them or anything like that, of course. Um, and you know, there's often just, you know, bafflement. People will, um, you know, men in particular, will, in that situation, will often just try to um, get out of the situation any way they can. They go, okay, sure, I mean, you need a safe space to cry, we need to shut down, you know, the speaker, you know, whatever whatever makes you happy, whatever uh, whatever ends this, basically, discomfort um, and get the institution fun- functioning normally again, you know, that's what we'll do. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, um, you know, it's a very difficult problem problem. I think, you know, societies have found ways to deal with that. I mean, I think religion is one way to deal with that. I mean, society just explicitly says, look, there's different roles for men and women, and that works for, you know, most societies and most places. We've moved away from that sort of religious ideal. Um, and so, it's, you know, it's harder to, uh, you know, it's harder to just have that without um, having to justify it. But I think it's true understanding of human nature, even if you're not religious, you can see that men and women are different. And, you know, that can, that can lead us potentially to a more honest discussion about sex differences and how the sexes can relate to each other on a, on a way that's beneficial for everybody. We're talking to Richard Hanania, um, and he is the uh, president of the Center for the Study of Partisanship and Ideology, also the author of Public Choice Theory and the Illusion of Grand Strategy. Um, I've never seen a better uh, breakdown of, of the difference between how men and women are treated uh, in the political sphere than the than what what you wrote uh, and when we before we finish uh, I'll make sure that I give people a chance to find the whole uh, you can tell them where to find the whole piece but uh, some quotes from here that I really liked and you've kind of covered this in some ways but this is a quote from the piece our culture treats violence incivility and aggression towards women much more seriously than the same towards men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that, I think I think that's common sense. To, you yeah. know, I don't think that's anything anyone's going to argue with. Well, but see, you know, uh, when you say treats violence, incivility, and aggression, violence is one thing, but in the political arena, um, incivility and aggression are two different things. Uh, it's not the same as violence, you know, out on the street. 
And um, there are so many women involved that we have a we have a female vice president. We we had a female run for president on a uh, you know the one of the main main party tickets. Um, what kind of uh, uh, position are men put in here to try to overcome that? How do they overcome it? Uh, I think you have to start by being honest. Look, if someone comes at you and, you know, they're yelling and they're screaming and they're, and they're crying, I think what you have to do, and, you know, it's not, it's not just one person's job. I mean, I think there's a, uh, you know, I think there's a, um, you know, sort of strength in numbers here. Um, you know, you, you make very clear that there are certain rules of uh, norms uh, uh, that we engage in when we have a debate and we try to arrive at truth, whether that's in academics, whether that's in, you know, philosophy, whether that's in uh, uh, politics. And, uh, you know, the response is going to be something along the lines you're sexist you're insensitive towards women and you just have to you just have to not care you have to not let that be used as a way to shut down debate you have to call it out as sort of a uh, as a kind of a, as a kind of you know aggression a kind of um, a sort of a, uh, a disruption in the process of the search for truth in the search of honest dialogue I mean we do this with men if a man becomes too aggressive or uncivil right he wants to you know punch people he's acting like you know some kind of thug in like the middle of a political debate we say no you know everyone says that's not okay you don't do that um, you know we don't we don't you know punch people we disagree with usually you know <laughs> some people say, some people say, some people do, but you know, generally, you know, you'll get arrested, and you know, institutions don't work on that basis. Um, and we have to have the same attitudes towards crying, towards screaming, and we have to understand that yes, this is something women are more prone to, and women who can participate um, uh, in public debate and contribute contribute to it uh, uh, are fine. Um, but we're not going to change the rules for the most you know emotional and hysterical women. I mean, that's something we can't do. We've seen what the results of that are, and they're not good. I got 30 seconds. Is it time for men to ignore female emotionalism in, in politics and political debate then? I think it's impossible to ignore it completely. I think we should acknowledge it. I mean, we should say, look, you know, women are, are going to, you know, you have a different way of looking at the world. They're going to have, you know, different emotions, different reactions to things. Uh, but no, your tears or your, you know, screaming or your yelling or your demanding, you know, some speech be shut down. You just have to draw a bright line and say, no, that, that, that's not acceptable in public debate. Where can we people find the piece, uh, Richard? Uh, so it's on my Substack. Uh, that's my new- newsletter. Uh, my name is uh, Richard Hanania, Richard H A N A N I A dot Substack dot com. Or if you Google my name with Substack, uh, it'll come up. I'm also uh, on Twitter, and then my organization is uh, CSPICenter.org. Hey, Richard, I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. It was great being here. Okay, that's Richard Hanania, and we'll be right back. So, how long have you been trying to quit smoking? Maybe it's a long time. It could be years and years and years, and maybe you've tried many different methods and they haven't worked. Well, how would you like to try one that has a 70% uh, approval, I'm sorry, a 70, 70% success rate? Uh, it was founded by the director of the New York City Fire Department tobacco program, and it's called MyNicotineTest.com, 70%. Uh, success rate. What they do is they measure your nicotine levels with a urine test, and then they customize your treatment. And now, for a limited time, you can get uh, your expert tobacco coaching, which is what you get with this. You get it free with your nicotine test purchase. Their experts guide you with tips and secrets, and you can finally, finally quit smoking. MyNicotineTest.com uh, works with all tobacco products, including vaping and smokeless. So it's not just smoking. If you have questions, call my nicotine test at 1-800-45-SMOKE. That's 1-800-45-SMOKE. If you don't get an answer, leave a message. Uh, if all the counselors are busy, they have nothing. you have nothing to lose but your addiction. And if you're not a smoker, order a gift card for someone who is, someone you care about, who, who you'd like to see quit smoking, and you go to MyNicotineTest.com. That's MyNicotineTest.com. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your wireless service. Because Pure Talk gives you the exact same 5G coverage as one of those big carriers on the exact same network, but saves the average family over $800 a year. And Pure Talk doesn't lock you into an overpriced, unlimited data contract. Why pay for data you don't need? Instead, get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone and keep your number. 
or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. So what are you waiting for? Start saving today. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code HALFOFF, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code HALFOFF. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs the best installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right is going to install per manufacturer and NRCA specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an own coming platinum contractor james hardy preferred contractor most importantly they're affordable offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards be sure to mention dennis prager for a discount off your roofing siding and remodeling estimates call 724 new roof or visit their website at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com the john steigerwall show am 1250 the answer well, what's a good way to uh, promote racial equality, to achieve racial equality? Well, apparently the Biden administration thinks a good way to do that would be by distributing crack pipes. Are you ready for that? That's right. Um, it's, a, it's a $30 million grant program will provide funding to nonprofits and local governments to help make drug use safer for addicts. And included in that grant are funds for smoking kits and supplies. I think a smoking kit is a crack pipe. Uh, of course, his son, Hunter, would be able to help him out with that. Maybe he's going to become secretary of crack pipes. But a spokesman for the Department of Health and Human Services told the Washington Free Beacon that these kits will provide pipes for users to smoke crack cocaine, crystal meth, and any illicit substance. The HHS said that the kits are aimed to reduce the risk of infection when smoking substances with glass pipes. So if you're looking for a safe way to smoke crack, call Joe Biden at 1-800-SMOKE-CRACK. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.